Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. We're in Pickey of His Treasury, the PAL Season 2, Chapter 2, Paragraph 9, Parak Bet Mishnah Tet. We now move over to Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai, a great sage. And we talked about him many times before. He carried the leadership and the mantle of the Jewish people and sageliness and sagely advice throughout his time. So let's see what he says here. Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai received the tradition from Hillel and Shammai. Who Hayo Omer? He was accustomed to say, "Im lamadata Torah harbe." If you have studied much Torah, al tachazik tova laatzmacha. Do not take credit for yourself, kilakach notzarta, because that is what you were created to do. If a bird was created to fly, does the bird get egotistical and arrogant? If it was even possible to do so, because it could fly? No, because that is something that it was made to do. The bird was given the ability to fly. If it flies, it's not going to toot its own horn. So we were made to learn Torah. Just because we learn Torah, if we can, hopefully we do every day, we should not feel full of ourselves. We should never feel full of ourselves in general, but especially for something we were created to do, definitely not. Rav Yochanan ben Zaka, one of the greatest of the generation of Tanaim, Rav Yochanan ben Zaka lived through the destruction of the Second Temple and was instrumental in the national recovery from the cataclysmic event. His huge investment of talent and ability expressed itself in his establishment of the Academy at Yavne. See Gittin 56b for the fascinating story. He was also responsible for the many enactments which fanned the flames of hope for a national rebirth and helped the nation come to grips with the reality of life without the Temple. See Rosh Hashanah 4. One to four as well. Rav Yochanan was among the younger disciples of Hillel who predicted a bright future for him because of his purity of speech. See Pesachim 3b. He lived 120 years. 40 years were spent in business pursuits, 40 years in study, and 40 in teaching. See Rosh Hashanah 31b. Even though he was not a member of the family of Hillel, which occupied the position of Nasi, he still received the title Rabban. During his years in commerce, he lived in the Lower Galilee where he issued halachic ruling. See Shabbos 16.7. Unappreciated by the residents of Arav, most of whom were ignorant, he moved to Yerushalayim, to Jerusalem, where he taught a lar- at large public gatherings, Sipsachim 26a. A strong opponent of the Tzedukim, the Sadducees, he successfully debated them on many issues and thus protected the authentic tradition, see Megillus Tanis and Menachos and Baba Basra and Yadayim. Nonetheless, he was a man of peace. The Talmud relates that no one, not even Gentiles, ever succeeded in greeting him first, Baruchos 17a. His regard for human dignity is expressed clearly in his explanation for why a man who steals and slaughters or sells a sheep must pay a smaller fine. Four times its value than one who steals an ox, five times its value that one who steals a sheep must carry it on his shoulder. So the Torah decrees the fine, Bavakama 79b. Few of his Allah rulings are quoted in the Mishnah. Many are likely related as the opinion of Beis Hill, which he headed in the waning days of the Second Temple. He saw the hot-headedness of the zealots as a destructive force and opposed their futile desire for armed revolt against the Romans. See Gittin. Written Rav Yochanan's parting words to his students, he blessed them that they should fear God as much as they fear men, and Rebbe, not more, is what they said, they asked. May you at least be worried when contemplating sin that no one should see you, was his reply. The radiance of wisdom disappeared when he died, as Sota explains. He used to say, having covered the entire corpus of Torah, Torah learning, 
Sisukin Bavavastra, but Yochanan ben Zaka was able and entitled to state the following. It was Rashi and Rav explained, if you studied much, don't take credit. That's what you're supposed to do. One should not take pride in his accomplishment in the study of Torah. It's studying the fulfillment of its directives is his raison d'etre. I can't say that phrase as well as other people, sorry. In fact, all of creation hung tentatively in the balance until Jews accepted the Torah at Sinai, see Shabbos. At that point, creation assumed a degree of permanence, but it could only be sustained by man's constant delving into the depths of Torah. Hence, man is commanded to study Torah so that the world can continue to exist, as Rashi says. Rav Yonah amplifies the point, just as one understands that he deserves no thanks from his creditor for paying back a debt, so he deserves no special credit for discharging his obligation to study Torah. It was for this purpose that he was brought into the world. Svasemis says, if you have studied much Torah, Torah study has a humbling effect on man. Therefore, only one who has learned much Torah realizes that his pride is misplaced. If he has learned only a little, he is often captivated by delusions of greatness. This is true not only of Torah study, but of fulfilling mitzvahs. Man was sent on this earth to fulfill God's will. Since we owe him everything, we deserve no thanks for anything we do at his behest. Furthermore, no one can take credit. One cannot take credit for having learned much, since no matter how much one learns, it is but a drop in the bucket compared to the vast sea of knowledge contained in the endless Torah. Kilakach Nortzart and Tefers Yisrael says to us, for this, to do this, you were created. Let one not assume heirs of superiority for having learned much. The intelligence, memory, and sharpness are God-given abilities for which he deserves no special recompense. Others may deserve greater reward for lesser accomplishments since their attainments are the result of greater efforts. Intelligence was given to a person only for the purpose of acquiring knowledge. And he has no more right to become arrogant for utilizing his knowledge than a bird has for using his wings to fly, as we mentioned earlier. From Messias Yisharm, Leif Avos says... If you learn much Torah, do not hoard the good Torah for yourself. One who has knowledge must share with others, for that is the purpose for which he was created, both to learn and to teach Torah. Self-preservation. Man was created with 248 limbs corresponding to 248 positive commands and 365 veins and sinews corresponding to 365 biblical prohibitions. Through the fulfillment of all the 613 missiles, man is able to lend spiritual splendor to the entirety of his being. Hence, no matter how much of the Torah one learns or fulfills, he is only doing his duty to perfect all parts of the person created by God. For this reason, Rav Chaim Vital says that Moshe yearned to end the, enter the Holy Land. For some of the mitzvahs, which are of agricultural nature, can only be performed there. See Soto, even though he was not obligated to fulfill these missiles outside the land, he yearned for the opportunity to keep all the mitzvahs so as to attain perfection for the entirety of his person. On a side note, I would say also, if you have certain talents and certain God-given abilities and certain capabilities, you have to use them for the best purpose possible. You have to try to accomplish whatever the mission is. If you have a passion for something, and Baruch Hashem, God, thank God I figured out that God gave me a passion for radio and a passion for Pekayavos and a passion for occupational therapy, my job, and I decided to combine it thanks to Hashem, His idea, and putting them together it's hopefully one of the things I'm supposed to do, but you have to follow what your passion is, what you're supposed to do. You were created on this purpose, on this world for a purpose, and you have to follow that purpose, and you have to do what you can to follow that purpose. Just as God put you here to learn Torah, God put you here to use your talents. You're not only required to use the talents, but don't pat yourself on the back for using your talents, because God gave you those talents to be used for the right purpose. So find it, use it, just like you have to learn Torah, just like you have to learn a lot, and don't be proud of yourself. Don't take credit for yourself because that's what you're supposed to do. So to find those talents, use those talents. God gave it to you. You have to use it. You have to study your talents and abilities. But don't take credit for yourself for doing it. Just do what you can and be humble 
when you do it. Join us next time as we talk about the five Talmud and the five students that Rav Yochanan Medzake and their different qualities here on the PAL with Tani G. And I'm your host, Tani G.